everyone, and welcome back to Dave Beck's Fantasy Football Podcast. We are broadcasting live from the living room after a day of distance learning here in the Beck household. Distance learning for uh, the kindergartner, for myself, and for my wife, Kelly. And the baby did not do any distance learning, um, but maybe she could have. So, baby is napping. Kelly's in back having a meeting. So, I'm going to try to talk fairly softly, if, I, if, that's, if I'm able to do it. And talk about a recap in the week that was in Big Don's Fantasy Football League. So myself, I took on Alex Norby. Josh Allen gets 29 points. Josh Allen has continued to be my best player. He's had almost 30 points every week that he's played and another monster game here, but the rest of my lineup does not do much. Calvin Ridley actually has a good game, but he doesn't get into the end zone. My only touchdown was scored by my flex running back, David Johnson. The rest of the roster really, really struggled here. Marquise Hollywood-Brown gets one point. Uh, Chenault, my pickup. I had to pick up a guy because DJ Chark was a late scratch for that Thursday night game. He doesn't do much in this one. And just a tough week. I only scored 90 points. Alex Norby gets 108. Uh, I mean, I would say 65, 70% of the time, you're not going to win with a score like that. But when you play a pitiful team like mine, you're going to get the win. And Alex Norby got it. Norby had a good game from Drew Brees. He got 21 points. And Mike Evans gets 12. Ezekiel Elliott gets 11. He gets into the end zone again. James Conner was his highest score with 20, po- with 20 points, or his second highest score. The rest of the lineup doesn't do much, but it's enough to win over a really, really rough showing as he totally stonewalled the steam here this week. CeeDee Lamb, he has an okay in the flex position, gets 6.5, and, and Travis Kelsey gets 87 receiving yards. Blinkenship, his kicker gets 12. Mason Crosby was my second highest scorer, scoring 16 points. You know when your kicker is scoring the second most points in the league that it's going to be a long week for you. And it was Alex Norby with the win, 108-90 in a pretty dominating fashion. And Norby gets into the win column, <clears throat> so a big win for him. Travis Singling took on Donnie Applegate. It was Travis with the win, 113-107. to 107. Donnie Applegate is still... Um, my fantasy crush this year. I love his lineup, but he's just kind of kind of struggled the last couple of weeks. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gets 13 points, um, does not get into the end zone, even though he just looked so good there week one. The problem you're going to have with those Chiefs guys is they are so matchup dependent. There are so many weapons on that team, whether it's Mahomes or uh, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, Travis Kelsey, and <clears throat> a fullback vultured one of those touchdowns on a little shovel pass from Mahomes. That's a problem you're going to have there with those Chiefs guys, but I still really like Edwards-Hilaire. Deontay Johnson left that game due to injury. Hopefully he's okay. Aaron Jones has another nice game. He gets into the end zone, has 14 points in this one. Devin Singletary has a good game, but he doesn't get into the end zone. And Zach Ertz does not get into the end zone. But that injury, the fractured ankle, which is a big injury for Dallas Cowboys tight end Dallas Goddard, could really increase the targets for Zach Ertz moving forward. Matt Ryan, not a good game here. He struggled, and he didn't throw it to my boy Calvin. So come on now. Adam Thielen got vultured by my waiver wire pickup this week, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson, who was the wide receiver number one of the week, and Phelan got a lot of those uh, targets vultured away. Hopefully, Justin Jefferson turns into the next Stephon Diggs and is able to play for the rest of the season. Uh, took the waiver wire bid on him, so we'll see what happens. Naheem Hines did not work out, so fingers crossed here for Justin Jefferson. For Travis Sealing, he gets a win here, 113-107. Like I said, he wins by six points. A lot, Some weeks, that might not get you the win, but it did this week. Remember, fantasy football is so matchup dependent. Really, it was Tyler Lockett that won it for him. He gets 28 points, three receiving touchdowns, and 100 receiving yards. Stephon Diggs gets into the end zone as well. Joe Mixon continues to struggle as, the, as, as an RB1 here through this season. And Chris Carson leaves the game due to injury. He was looking really good before he had to leave the game. Todd Gurley. Gets into the end zone, had 80 yards on the ground. And Johnny Smith, man, not too much here. He only gets 60 yards through the air. So really it's going to be interesting um, for Travis moving forward is injury concerns. Does Chris Carson miss more than one week? That's going to be a big thing. And the COVID. So this week, 
With it just being announced that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans game has been postponed, what does that mean um, for your players? I'm assuming that the fantasy guys, or the fantasy gods, fantasy bots, whatever they are, are going to not finish the week until they play their game. Only problem with that is, is if players, you know, it's hard to see how this happens. Um, if you're Travis, I'm not really sure what you do. I mean, Jonu Smith is, is a good tight end. I mean, he's not elite elite. Um, ben Roethlisberger has been good this year. He's been pretty good. So I, I don't think you'd have any, anyone better than him. But do you bench a Roethlisberger and a Jonu Smith if they're unable to go due to the game being canceled? Or do you play them and just keep your fingers crossed that they do play the game? I don't even know if it was announced the players that had it. I mean, is it possible, you know, that Jonu Smith was one of the players that had COVID? I mean, I don't know if that information would be released. Um, so if you're Travis, you're in kind of a tough spot. I mean, if I was him, I guess I would play Roethlisberger and maybe bench Jonu Smith until we know specifically who are the players on the team that have COVID. Because if that's not released until right before the game and the rest of the teams have already played, I mean, that could be concerning. I mean, I guess you could pick up the Pittsburgh tight end, um, you know, and go from there. But that's going to be kind of a tough call for him this week. And then he's also dealing with the injury to, to uh, Chris Carson as well. But a nice week here for Travis. Uh, Travis remains undefeated. I believe he's the only undefeated team now in the league. He gets a 113-107 win. He is number one in the league. And Travis Sealing, the... Uh, the one, the fantasy, uh, the talker, as we could say, the void. We could might call him the talker here in this league. He's he's, he's backing it up. He's three and zero. He's undefeated. So Travis Sailing definitely has a lot to talk about as he gets a nice win here. Our next matchup was the COVID list against your just mashing it. Johnny Murps <coughs> comes up from the depths and crushes Ian this week, one thirty two to ninety six. The COVID list kind of struggled um, here this week, and really the big blow to the COVID list was the injury to running back Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey looked so good through the first two weeks of the season. And Lamar Jackson just laid an egg against Patrick Mahomes. I don't think anyone saw that coming, that he was going to struggle as much as he did. Something about those Kansas City Chiefs uniforms just lock up Lamar Jackson. He's not able to perform against him. Robert Woods gets into the end zone. Robert Woods, dang, I had him last year. <laughs> he sucked. He's been pretty good this year for Ian. He gets 74 receiving yards, 30 on the ground, and a receiving touchdown as well. Jerick McKinnon. Will be questionable after leaving that game, but he has a pretty good game here, 13 points. And Robbie Gould, the 49er kicker, with 14 points. You know when your kicker is one of your top scorers, just like I had with Mason Crosby, that's going to be a long week. For Johnny Murbs, Godwin has a good game, but he will be doubtful to play in this upcoming week. DeAndre Hopkins will be listed as questionable as well, as he has a pretty good game. And if you just look at Johnny Murbs, you get, you know, two or three guys to score 12, 13 points. It's just all about consistency. He didn't have any monster games. But it was consistent all, of, all across the board for him. Brandon Ayuk in the flex. I will eat some crow. And Donnie uh, texted me. He let me know that uh, crow was being served to me. Because Brandon Ayuk ended up getting into the end zone. Had 70 receiving yards and 30 rushing yards. What about the fantasy <coughs> rookie wide receivers this year? Um, Jerry Judy. Uh, CeeDee Lamb. Henry Ruggs. Justin Jefferson. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Michael Pittman before he got injured. I don't think I've ever seen a season with this many relevant rookie wide receivers. I mean, Justin Jefferson had was the wide receiver one last week. Henry Ruggs has looked would looked really really good for the Raiders before he got beat up. Ceedee Lamb is starting um, for the Dallas Cowboys. It looks like he probably has usurped Michael Gallup. Jerry Judy uh, with the injury to Cortland Sutton, although the quarterback 
you know, thing is pretty precarious over there for Denver. They're going to be going with a Mountain West star out of Boise State, Brett Rippon, going to get the start here this week. But just to look at how much that they've been able to contribute. And, you know, Brandon Ayuk, the interesting thing about Ayuk is now with the possibility of Debo Samuel coming back, what does that do to the role of uh, the rookie wide receiver Brandon Ayuk? Time will only tell on that one. Frank Gore gets a start for Ian. You know, I'm, I still have my Frank Gore gamer, my white jersey. I still remember vividly getting it at the uh, Mission Valley Sports Store many, many, many moons ago. Love Frank Gore, one of my favorite players of all time, and one of the hardest workers, best guys ever to lace him up. And to see Frank Gore in a fantasy lineup, although <laughs> it doesn't bode well for you, it's still fun to see it. Um, I love it. And I just I, I wanted to see him do well. He gets 57 rushing yards here, uh, but does not get into the end zone. Kenyon Drake has struggled this year. Kenyon Drake, he was my guy. I really, really like Kenyon Drake uh, coming into the season, but he hasn't done a lot thus far. I expect him to do better things, but when you're not putting up big games against teams like Detroit, a little bit concerning uh, if you're a Kenyon Drake owner, but we'll see what he does moving forward. Devontae Parker has an OG game. Oop, the baby is waking up. We need to finish this pod. Okay, we've got two more to go. It was the Cobra Kai, 132 points. Uh, took down Tristan this week, 132 to 95. Matt Beeler, folks, Matt Beeler's for real. Matt Beeler has a good team. After what he did last week, to follow that up with a 132-point performance is pretty amazing. DK Metcalf gets 15 points. Nick Chubb is a monster game with over 100 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor gets into the end zone. Tyler Higby doesn't get three touchdowns this week. Oh, he only gets a two-point conversion of 40 yards. Dak Prescott with 25 points uh, from the quarterback position, almost 500 yards passing and three touchdowns. Melvin Gordon doesn't have a very good week, but this is kind of the theme, you know, with these fantasy teams, it's consistency. If you can get that two or three guys that you are know are guaranteed to get you that 14, 15 points, you really got to leg up on the competition. DJ DK Metcalf, he would have had 17 if he didn't lose the fumble. He had a touchdown and 100 yards. Tyreek Hill had a beautiful touchdown catch. I watched that game on Monday night uh, between Kansas City and Baltimore. He looked really, really good in this one. For Tristan, Keenan Allen got a ton of targets. I kind of want to click on it. I don't remember what it was but it was a huge number let's see if i it will show me if i click on keenan here if it goes into it nah it's gonna be too hard to figure out so i'm not gonna do it but a ton of targets for keenan allen he gets 132 receiving yards john brown uh ends up leaving this game due to injury and then him not playing that's kind of it was a tough blow so tristan really had tough luck with the injuries this week Jordan Reed, who was a good waiver wire pickup, he's now going to be out for six to eight weeks. God damn it. Jordan Reed, every year, the promise is there for Jordan Reed. We all drink the Kool-Aid. He has one good game. I'm, I would venture that every team in this fantasy league has had Jordan Reed at some time. I know I have. You're stoked to have him. He's a stud. He's extremely athletic. He has all the tools, but he just can't, he can't uh, stay off the, um, the injury list, whatever happens. Daryl Henderson. Great pickup for Tristan. He has 18 points. I dropped running back Malcolm Brown. Uh, didn't like to do it, but it looks like Henderson's going to be the guy moving forward, and Malcolm Brown, you'll barely touch the ball this week. So he gets a really nice game from Daryl Henderson, but it's not enough. I mean, injuries killed him. The injury to John Brown was huge. Um, the injury to Jordan Reed was huge, and injuries just hurt Tristan this week. And it was surprising that in New England that Cam Newton was not getting those goal line looks, and they were going to Rex Burkhead and Sony Michelle. Now, I picked up Damian Harris, uh, 
off the waiver wire last week and have him in IR. So he was kind of an interesting guy to start the season. So will Damian Harris become the bell cow when he's able to suit up? Or will it be more of a running back by committee with Burkhead and Michelle? You know they're definitely still going to get their touches. They did like him a lot coming out of training camp. So what's going to go on with that? We shall see. Derrick Henry finally has that monster game for Tristan, but because of the injuries, it was all for naught. He has 25 points on two rushing touchdowns and 119 yards. The game of the week by far was the never answer Norby's against the new guy. 138 to 132. A great, great, great game. Uh, You know what? Like I said, a fantasy historian. Wish we had it, um, but we don't. And it's just interesting, like, I doubt that there have been more than five of these in the last seven, eight years where both teams scored over 130 points and one of them lost. It is a bad, bad beat for the new guy to lose 138 to 132. The new guy is 1-2. and two. He could easily be 3-0. and oh. um, The week that I played him, I just had a monster week. I think the new guy had, like, 117 points that week. Should have got the win this week. What a monster game for Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson comes in 0-2, needing a win badly, and he just by the skin of his teeth gets it. He had to been going into the Monday night game saying, I locked it up. Um, I'm up by 40-something points. Patrick Mahomes scores 37 points, four passing touchdowns, 385 yards, and a rushing touchdown. An absolute monster game for Patrick Mahomes. I think that's the most points scored by anyone this season. Uh, I have to double check that. I'm not sure, but I think how can you have a week where one guy scores 37 and one guy goes 30? I also would like the historian to look up. Has anyone ever had two players on their team to score over 31 points and still lose? What a tough beat for Chris Warren, but he's shown more than anything that he can hang in this fantasy football league. Christopher Warren, a good, good sign by Donald Applegate. Um, He can hang. Um, he definitely can, but 31 points for Kamara, 37 for Mahomes, 11 points for Emmanuel Sanders. He was able to get into the end zone here in this one. Leonard Fournette kind of shit the bed. You know, those Tampa Bay running backs, the revolving door with Leonard Fournette, with Ronald Jones, with LaShawn McCoy, just too many, it's too hot hand, uh, tough pack there. And Mark Andrews has the second straight, um, sub three point game. So a tough one for Mark Andrews. Kareem Hunt gets into the end zone again. He looked good in this one. For the Never Answer Norby's, Dalvin Cook with 24 points. Austin Eckler with 20. James Robinson with 25. He had three running backs score over 20 points. Monster, monster week for him. Juju Smith-Schuster is able to get into the end zone, and so is Cooper Cup. Russell Gage left this game due to injury. He did not do much. Mike Gesicki was able to get into the end zone. So you get touchdowns from every single one of your starters except for one, that being Russell Gage. And that's monstrous. All you need from Gasicki is a little bit, and that's what he was able to get as Mike Gasicki was able to roll into the end zone here uh, and score seven and a half points. So a good week here in Big Don's Fantasy Football League. Let's take a look and see where we are in the overview. So it is Travis Sailing at 3-0. It is Matt Beeler and myself and Johnny Murble at 2-1. It's Donnie, the new guy, Never Answer Norby's, Flutie Flakes, COVID List, and Roto Studs. That is six teams that are currently at 1-2. and two. Mm. No one is 0-3. 
And how fun is that to see that at least every team has won at least one game and that's going to keep you going for the fantasy football. You mean within the first three weeks you go 0-3. That's a tough pill to swallow. But every team has won at least one game. So that's fun uh, for some parity here in fantasy football. So the big story going into week number four, and we'll do that preview here within the next couple days, is what is going on with COVID? What is that going to do? Is that going to affect the game between the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers? And will that also affect the Minnesota Vikings? Will some tests come out positive on players with, uh, on Minnesota that had played Tennessee last week? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. But for now, you just got to play the cards that are dealt. So that was Dave Beck saying good luck and good fantasy football. And we'll see you coming up for the week four preview.